Welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of Designated Inquirer's Pikachu's Treasure Hunt. I don't know what exactly to call this yet, but it's a podcast about learning how to collect different things. I hope I'm making any sort of sense. This is going to be my first podcast. It's going to be really weird and really odd, and I'm and I'm the only one on it right now at the moment. But that's okay because we're all learning here, so it's chill. It's chill, right, guys? It's totally okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, to start off the day, I'm going to be explaining effectively base level of what I know on how how to collect stuff, whether it's comic books, whether it's pops, whether it's Pokemon cards, whether it's pins, stickers, um, anything, shoes, all sorts of stuff. Um, there's also going to be a chat uh, that's kind of like going in the background. So like they might be involved a little bit during this, this whole process. So if I'm talking to somebody that you can't hear, it's because they're typing in the chat. All right. So I might have other people on later, etc. at some point on other episodes, but today is for the most part, it's just going to be me, myself and I, um, so yeah. Uh, here we, here, here we go. All right, we're going to get started off with, um, I'm going to move, I'm going to move my mic a little bit over here. I hope, I hope this sounds nice to everybody. I hope your ears aren't screaming and yelling, oh my God, what's wrong with his voice? He sounds like a monster. I hope everything is chill. I hope, I hope, yeah. Anyway, let's. Yeah, I'm gonna move over there now, and we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start explaining stuff. Here I go. <laughs> okay. All right. So, for comic books, we're gonna start off with comic books first, and um, certain comic books. We're gonna take uh, Iron Man for example, because Iron Man just recently went through a transition, if you will. Um. They basically went from finishing off one of their, um, I should probably have this in the opposite way, I think. That should probably be the case. There we go. Let's do that. Because I never know exactly what direction I'll hold my comic books in. Anyway, so Invincible... For Iron Man, the comic book, recently went into a transition, effectively ending what we know as the Invincible Iron Man, transitioning to Tony Stark Iron Man. So, and there's a couple reasons for this, because we have effectively new actors in the game. So we have Rhodes, we have Ironheart, we have Pepper, we've got Mary Jane, and like maybe the Osborns and a few other people that are basically a part of this whole spiel. And um, 
I don't know if it was getting a little too complicated, etc., or whatnot, but they decided to tie off the entire series of Invincible Iron Man at number 600. Now, I could be mistaken, and they could be still going, and that would be my bad. And But from what I've seen, I haven't even read this one, okay? I'm so far right now just into collecting. I haven't had the time to actually sit down and read through all of these comics. So I don't know what's going on exactly in them. Um, I was for a short, for a short minute, like reading them while I was going to school and uh, riding the train because comic books are pretty awesome. And I had the subscription service for Marvel. Anyway, so you're transitioning from Invincible Iron Man to Tony Stark Iron Man from number 600 to a number one. I don't know a whole lot about comic books, but generally, uh, it from what I'm starting to see is that uh, really important moments in the comic books are, they're kind of writing them so that they can be in like seminal, seminal markers in terms of like numbers. So 600 is an important one because not every comic book we know basically goes to that number because it's 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 tough. It's tough to do. It starts to, it's tough to keep like a story good enough to where people are like, yeah, I want some of that. Tell me about that. And and uh, for 600 episodes, right? Like you watch a cartoon show or anime or something like that, it could die off in the first season. Or in the first like five episodes of like a series of some of something, right? But not, not everything makes it to six hundred. So at every like major milestone, they they tend to have important moments, right? So six hundred was the case for this one. I'm thinking they decided to tie it off, and now there's another number one for Tony Stark Iron Man number one. Now, um. This particular Iron Man, okay. So now, apart from that, we have, I'm gonna go into categorizing like what, what is a regular issue of a comic book and then all the subsequent, what they call variants. Now variants are basically, it's the same comic book inside of the comic book itself between because I will also have video of this and you guys could see me on either Facebook, Mixer, Twitch, YouTube. It'll be on all the things. Um, and I also have an Instagram, but that's beside the point. And a Twitter, but that's beside the point. Anyway, so any single issue of, of a comic book will have the regular version, the regular version, and then it'll have variants of the same comic book. So inside is completely the same, the same artwork on the inside and each page, but the exterior, the cover of the page will have a different artwork from generally a, generally a different artist, but sometimes the same artist will go ahead and be tasked with making multiple versions of the same artwork. Uh, they can have different images altogether. 
or of the same comic book like number, right? So for the same issue, quote unquote, you will have different covers for the same issue. Yeah. So in this in this case in particular for Tony Stark Iron Man number one, they decided to have basically the the most iconic different uh, Iron Man suits uh, modeled modeled on the cover. So if the initial one had basically a kaleidoscope or a cornucopia of the different suits, this new one is only showcasing one at a time. Um, for, and it doesn't seem, it just, it'll just say variant cover. It won't exactly say what it is. So it's up to the community to effectively say what each one will be called but in this case it kind of tells us which armor is on is being showcased um where i i me in particular i went and got a few i didn't get too many but i got a few and let me make sure that i have them okay good all right good all right so the differences between these is um, for the new one that came out for the number ones, you have the model prime armor, uh, effectively number 51, model 51. We have the Hulkbuster armor because that's my favorite, number 14. And those are the two different variants of armors that I wanted to get. They were effectively like uh, like 15, but I I had recently gone through a binge of getting some Superman's 1000s of like all of them, and that came out to a pretty penny, and I didn't have the funds to go and get all of these, but maybe I will later on. Anyway, so the two, the two suit variants that I have is Model Prime Armor and Hulkbuster Armor. And thanks to... Uh, Thanks to uh, um, four color fantasies in uh, in Rancho Cucamonga, um, they got me a a um, a different variant. So, off of the initial cover, you can also have different variations of the of, of the cover itself. Whether part of it it's in black and white, whether the whole thing is in black and white, whether or not there is like a blank cover. Like there are different ones that people can get so that an artist that they know can do an iteration of a cover if they want to. But this is, yeah. So this particular uh, cover art um, is a different form of the rarity. So while there's the, the, the regular cover, which they print out a lot, and while it's still collectible because it's still a number one, it's not as collectible because there are so many of them, right? So this is like your base. This is like your very base, like rarity, right? And um, so it's not gonna. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I'm. Hold on, guys. Sorry to interrupt this. This speech. The speeches. Oh, where's the, uh, um, 
source chat. I don't see it. Okay, it's there. It's just not active at the moment. All right, that's cool. All right, anyway. Anyway, all right, cool. All right, all right, all right, all right. Coming back, coming back now, coming back. Okay, so while this, the regular cover that's not a variant is basically your your base rarity, okay? It's going to be your ground zero. From there, every variant is going to effectively have a different form of rarity. One step up is anything that basically says a variant cover. It should say on the, on the cover itself whether or not it's a variant. Sometimes it doesn't specifically because of how they decided to do the artwork. Sometimes there's like zero text and it's basically just the artwork on the cover itself. Sometimes that's a variant in and of itself. It may seem like it's an accident, but it's completely on purpose. They call it like a virgin, a virgin cover, effectively is what they call it. Uh, anyway, so these with the, uh, with the different Iron Man suits, these are one step above what the regular one is. Then above that, a store, when they're buying multiples of this one, for every cover that they get, depending on how many they get, they get an option to get more variants that are more rare. And in this case, I'm gonna be talking through my butt here. I'm, you know, I can't tell you exactly which one this one is, um, which is the partial black and white uh, variant cover for Tony Stark Iron Man number one. Um, so, uh, but generally, it, I think it goes for every 25 of the regular covers, you can get one of this variant. If you get 50 of these covers of the regular cover, you can get one of a different variant and so on and so forth. One in 75, one in a, I think a hundred, and it can basically go up from there. Like there are some that effectively, because you have to get so many of these and you have to sell so many of these, these inherently become a lot more expensive. Um, this one is otherwise, how much was, how much is this? I think this one's like 20, $20, where this one is $4.99. Like the retail price for the regular cover is $4.99. And this particular variant, while it says $4.99, they don't sell it for $4.99. They sell it for 20 bucks, 19.99. There's other ones that basically go up some price where it's like 40, 50, $100 for just one variant, right? Because they have to buy so many of these in order to get one of these. So if they get 50, they can buy like two of the one in 25s and one of the one in 50s, right? And so because they may not sell all of these number ones, a regular one, they have to charge more for this. The store does. And so that's kind of like their inherent, the inherent risk of getting like a very exclusive cover of one of these as to why these have to be so much more expensive. Now, some people tend to like buy in bulk and let me go ahead and 
take this guy out real quick and can re reinsert him. Sorry. I don't know if this is sacrilegious or whatnot, but anyway. All right, cool. All right, all right. It's safe again. All right, anyway. Um, so what was I saying? I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, yeah, so that's why some of these variants can look really expensive at the store. Some, okay, that's where I was going. Some will buy so much in bulk and generally have, can like pinpoint like the, their sales, etc., down to like a science. And like, they'll basically be able to sell, they know how many they can sell of this because they have roughly a demand. And so these can be sold a little bit cheaper. That's why I've seen like some of these covers go for a little less online on eBay. But I also like to like help the local business, the local, the comic book shop itself. And four color fantasies are an awesome place. If you're in Southern California in, in the Inland Empire, it's on basically uh, Archibald and like close to, I think it's Baseline and or Foothill. I forget exactly which one. But if you look up four color fantasies and you're in Southern California, you'll find it. Um, they do an awesome job. The owners there are pretty cool. And yeah, they did a raffle for this particular cover and I won. I won. Yay. I did it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, this is, this is, uh, these are the covers for Tony Stark Iron Man number one. The, those are the ones I went to go get this week. All right. Uh, a couple weeks before, um, yeah, like I said, Iron Man 600 had come out. Invincible Iron Man 600 had come out. So I knew that one was going to be special. And Iron Man's like my favorite character. So that's why I have these. Um, so I have the regular of the covers. I have the blank cover. I have the, I think the 1 in 25, which is the... I don't know what you would call this variant, uh, but yeah, it's the one with, I guess, his main armor. And then it's got like a bunch of old comic covers in the back. Effectively, I think spelling out which the number. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got basically like the history of Iron Man in the back in terms of like covers and stuff. And that's pretty cool. So yeah, those are the covers that I have for Iron Man 600. I have three. Um, also this week, uh, just going through like what I got. Um, I also got Black Panther. Now, Black Panther is going through something really, really interesting. I feel. Man, I suck at this. Okay. Anyway. Because uh, I don't know, like, I'm really new at, like, like, <laughs> at storing these things. So, like, when I put them in a bag from the store itself, I'm not very good at how to put them in, etc. But I'm kind of starting to get the hang of it a little bit as I'm doing this podcast. Anyway, so this is uh, Black Panther uh, number one. 
Okay. It's, uh, I don't know if it's a reboot. I don't think it is. I'm not exactly sure where it falls in the timeline of things because Marvel is, is going through so much. Anyway, I really do have to like sit down and, and read what the hell is going on. That's for another time. So there's for Black Panther. What, a, what from what I can gather, there is an intergalactic empire of Wakanda. All right. We're not only talking about Afrofuturism in the sense that there happens to be one super shining city on a hill. We're talking about an intergalactic empire of Wakanda. That is pretty cool. Okay. Now, from when the, um, the, uh, the store owner, one of the, one of the partners that owns a four color fantasies was describing black Panther to me. Um, the hair on his arm literally stood on end when he was describing it to me. And I was like, Holy crap. If the owner of a comic book store that read comic books on the regular and of all sorts can get that excited were the hairs on his, he showed me the hairs. They were standing on end and he had goosebumps talking about this black Panther. Okay. That's how exciting this is. All right, guys. So him talking about this was super like, like enthusiastic about it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how's this guy doing this to me? He, he calls, well, he calls comic books effectively paper crack, right? <laughs> and, and like, it's like, it's a powerful addictive substance, right? In that comic books can, can get to that level of addiction if you are not careful and if you do not pace yourself. Right, so that's also one super important tip if you're learning or just barely getting into um, into collecting anything. Be really careful about how much you're spending because it can get out of hand really fast. Okay, so just be careful when you're while you're doing these this collecting stuff. Okay, guys. Um, anyway, so. Black Panther number one, when we're dealing with effectively the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. So that's pretty freaking cool. That's the first I've heard of that. And it's like, seems pretty impressive to me. Anyway, so we have this regular, regular cover. Okay. Which depicts basically Black Panther, uh, the lettering in basically space. It looks like space font in the background. And then you have what looks like the intergalactic empire of Wakanda in the back with, um, with the black Panther himself depicted on the cover, um, in a front stance, the, the author, and I think it's author and artist. So the author is Ta-Nehisi Coates and the, and the artist is Daniel Acuna. Okay. So, Tennessee Coates has a reputation right now for being a pretty baller uh, author, writer. Um, I think I can call him an activist. Um, and overall, like, I don't want to call him an, 
like he he is an intellectual in the sense that like he's he doesn't he doesn't say anything just because like he's talking about stuff that he knows about and like his arguments seem pretty well thought out from what i gather and from what i've seen right so yeah tanahesi coast is writing this comic book along with along with captain america okay so we have somebody sympathetic to like people of color and stuff like that in uh in america and he's writing black panther and captain america two perspectives which i think are don't necessarily have to be opposed to each other right captain america should be on the same team as black panther they should be on the same team and they regularly are on the avengers right and so that I feel like that's something that's pretty cool, pretty important, etc. So yeah, there's there's a regular cover. I'll set that one aside. Then we have one variant. One variant right here. Which shows I'm not sure who this is because I haven't read it. So I don't know who it is. But it's a it's a young what well, looks oh is this a mom? This could be the mom. Oh, this is Black Panther's mom, looks like. She's got white hair. White dreads. And she looks pretty badass. And, like, really cool. Um, there's, like, birds flying uh, next to her. Like, like, nearly passing her up. The sun is, like, to her rear somewhere. And... She's like standing there proud in all her glory, being beating being a badass, right? So that's one of the variant covers. Um and if you're looking for uh the covers, etc., this particular issue, you can look for LGY number 173. Um I'm not sure how much I paid for this one. I think I don't know, yeah, I don't know exactly how much I paid for this one. I, I forget this, you guys. Um, yeah, but like I said, make sure you're tracking how much you're spending a week because it can get a little intense because new stuff is coming out every week for comic books, you guys. Every week there's something coming out, right? New issues generally comes out every single week, right? Then there's this one, which has effectively no text. Effectively no text. And uh, it's depicting uh, Black Panther uh, in a what looks like a circular room holding the Wakandan flag. And he's like, oh, he's cuffed. What? Whoa, that, okay, that's kind of interesting. I didn't, I didn't notice that before, but he's wearing cuffs. And he's like... Basic, oh, he's in a cell. What? Oh, wow. Okay. This is kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so he's basically in a cell on his knees a little bit, holding on to a Wakandan flag. And yeah, it's, uh, I guess, the artist. Or it shows Pepe Loraz, I think might be the artist here. 
along with Mart Grak 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 I can't spell his I don't know Gargress I don't know what that last name is. Anyway, yeah, this one's this cover is pretty cool. That's why I got it. The next one, the next one, the next one got me on an emotional level. Okay, because when I saw this movie, you guys, I kind of teared up a few times. I teared up also when I saw, um, when I saw, uh, what's the name of it? the Hispanic movie from Pixar, Coco. Coco. When I saw Coco, I teared up a lot, right? Because they took the time and they did a really good job effectively um, depicting brown culture, brown faces, and and just, just being brown with respect and with all the care in the world, right? And it it felt it felt really good to be acknowledged right in a correct way through through multimedia the way we see it today and it was it was just really nice so when i saw this cover the reason i was tearing up was because this is what i felt in seeing coco and when i saw black panther and i saw and i saw it in and how much respect they were effectively giving um, the content, what it means to be black and a person of color in this country. I, th I thought it was like, it was really cool. And it kind of made me tear up a little bit because it was like, it was everything I wanted it to be. I was not, I did not come out of that movie feeling disappointed whatsoever. So this cover effectively depicted that moment and what I thought in my, in my head, right? It's not the most super realistic cover, but Dang it, it, it conveys the emotion so perfectly. Them looking at the poster and effectively saying to themselves, that's me, right? And so there's two covers here, one in color, one in black and white. And when I saw them, I'm like, I have to get them. There's no way I don't get these. So that this is, this is Black Panther, you guys, and this is... This is cool, and I really like it, and so that's why I got them. So if you're going to be collecting stuff and you're a collector, go ahead and, and get the things to speak to you on an emotional and personal level. Because we as nerds, when we nerd out, quote-unquote, we're, we're basically, we're, you know, we're enjoying a passion that we have and and that passion shouldn't be taken lightly you shouldn't have to apologize to anybody for holding these passions because they're yours and life is too short to let anybody else effectively have any say in what you get to enjoy so yeah like take pride in what you love don't back down just because somebody is trying to tell you that it's a waste of time in any way, shape, or form. Those people shouldn't have any say in what you find enjoyable and whatever you happen to be passionate about. Like, take care of your responsibilities and stuff. Make sure you handle that. But apart from that, don't 
you shouldn't have to flinch or or back down because of what you feel for these like characters for for this media for for any of that right for any of these things that we enjoy don't back down like live it love it be about it right like yeah so that's this is this is what i got effectively this last week it's not essentially cheap but there are things that i that i'm because i'm collecting there are things that i'm going to keep for a while now one of the things that i want to get to a place that i want to get to in terms of like collecting etc is i would love if my hobbies paid for themselves right that's like the goal well for me anyway and that's how that's how i see things if my hobby of collecting stuff can effectively pay for itself that's something i want to happen um so i'm gonna sh i'm gonna just go through a couple other things that i that i have not that i got this week but just that i have <clears throat> running in the marvel scene or whatnot um i also have this guy right here i'm not exactly sure if that one's going to come up really well like that i think maybe the light is getting to it there uh yeah anyway this dude this dude is uh yeah he's the hulkbuster number 294 in pop okay this one came out a little while back um and of the set is the hulkbuster iron man thor iron spider captain america without his helmet beardy beardy captain america thanos with his glove corvus glaive Ebony Maw, Proxima Midnight. They didn't get the other uh, Titan or whatnot in there. That's cool. And Groot, right? Uh, this number 294 is the Hulkbuster. I think this one is um, 10 inches. I think this was, is it 10 or 8? I think it could be like 8. 8 inch? I'm not sure. 10? Maybe 10. I don't know. So pops, pops are another animal all of in themselves, right? There are so many, too many to count, right? It can seem super daunting to even get into it. But as any collector, if you're collecting, you have the advantage of effectively like not needing to worry about how many there are because unless your plan is to effectively get every single one you're in for a lot of pain right because that's going to be hella expensive but since you're not you ain't got to worry about that what you need to worry about is to get the things that you like the most right you need to be super focused on what you want because there's so much of it so because i like Iron Man, I have an Iron Man Hulkbuster pop. And it could be basically that simple. Since I don't know so much about these, that is perfectly fine. But again, 
because I want my hobbies to be able to pay for themselves because I really like this one and I think he's pretty cool. I went in and I got two of them. So one is effectively for me to keep and the other one is going to effectively at some point in the future, it's going to be to sell. So I know a lot of people really don't like resellers, etc. They kind of get a bad rap in any collector type fronts, whether it's sneakers, whether it's Pokemon cards, whether it's Magic the Gathering, people that collect to resale and or etc. or to try and like day trade, like they kind of get a bad rep. But my perspective is like, don't like, I don't, I don't have, well, I'm, I haven't been a collector first. So I don't know that perspective to like try and judge and or blame a group of people for making a particular hobby too expensive or expensive in the first place or tough to execute, right? Because in having more demand than there is supply, you're going to effectively kind of screw some people over and not being able to get any, but, um, yeah, so I don't have that baggage with myself per se, but yeah. So the next thing I'm going to like, yeah. So since I don't, and I want the hobby to pay for itself because I want to be able to enjoy it without it severely impacting my, my, you know, my income. Um, yeah, that's, I'm taking the time to try and invest in, in issues and stuff. Uh, so that I can basically get mine for as free as possible or trying to subsidize my copies, etc. cetera, or whatnot. Uh, one more item that I have right now that I can show uh, is um, a relatively new line as far as, um, a relatively new line as far as uh, Pokemon figures, right? So there are the gallery, uh, the the gallery uh, figures that you can find at GameStop and stuff, but those are generally, they're a little smaller. And they're, they're also sold at Poke Centers, right? There's one in New York, there's one in Tokyo that's super famous. And effectively GameStops right now, as of right now, they are quote unquote, like outlets slash of these Poke Centers. Now, they don't, they don't, those GameStops, they only hold the smaller figures, right? And I say smaller because they are not this figure. They are not the gallery DX figures, right? These are substantially bigger. Okay, they're going to be substantially bigger than, than your regular figure that you have for, um, for your like gallery gallery figures for Pokemon, right? From the Pikachu and the Mew. And I don't know if Squirtle is there, but there's like a few other figures where depicting him doing an action. Um, they're not this one. <laughs> this Charizard is the first large figure that they, that they made, okay? Um, and that I saw at online. 
So if you go to Pokemon.com and then you can go to, I think, figures or something like that, you can get one of these. I don't know if it's still available for basically 24, 24 and change, right? Um, uh, but on eBay, since there aren't any and you can't get these regularly at a at a at a GameStop because these don't exist at a GameStop, um, you can get this one on eBay for about $50 right now, okay? So unless you're on, you know where to get this, you're effectively gonna kind of be stuck paying $50 for this Charizard that's effectively executing a blast burn, okay? So the box itself depicts Charizard executing blast burn. Okay, I'm gonna show all the sides and stuff. It says, put your Pokemon on display, blast burn. Charizard flattens foes with a fiery explosion. The move is so powerful that Charizard needs a moment to rest after using it. This was actually the move that was um, granted to Pokemon Go players that got the shiny Charmander. So on the community day for, for Charmander, um, anybody that evolved a Charizard that day, or evolved a Charmander to a Charizard that day, and or etc., like a Charmeleon to a Char Charizard, that Charizard got this move, okay? And I think it's a two, two move, like charged move, where each one is like 100 damage. So in executing both, you get 200. So the DPS on a Blast Burn Charizard is significantly higher than a regular one that could have like fire blast or something else. Um, so yeah, this is your blast burn Charizard gallery DX figure. Um, oh, sorry. DX deluxe, right? That's yeah. So this is, yeah, this is this guy apart. So that's the, that's the, as far as figures go, that's what I got. All right, looking to the future, I also have, at GameStop, you can get, effectively, this Pikachu, right? This Pikachu, he's rather large. His head is taking up the entire screen. All right, that Pikachu, ugh, let me just get back into the camera here. This Pikachu is, uh, how big is he? He's like a foot, foot and a half, and he's wearing effectively this hat, right? This hat is a full hat, like you don't have to do, you don't, it's like a real hat, but it's kind of partially stitched into, like onto his head, and his ears are in such a way that, like, are perfect for depicting him wearing a hat, right? It's super cute. I really like it. Is that on the camera itself? Hold on. Hmm. I hope that's not on the camera. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me make sure. It is not on the camera. Alright, good. Alright, good. Anyway, 
So, um, yeah, this uh, this Pikachu is effectively he's he's uh, effectively. I say that word a lot. Um, he is fifty bucks, forty nine ninety nine at a GameStop. Of the ones that still exist, I don't know how many there are or if there's still any available. But me, personally, I went and took it another step. So I, I got two, right? I got two. Not to trade. I'm going to keep both of them. One of them in its original condition. And the second one I got. So I can, one, have this hat, which is a legit hat. Like, it's legit. Like, it's like full stitch. I can wear my head. It's got everything. It's a full hat, right? full-on hat that you could take anywhere and the stitching on the front is like pretty legit i love it right um not only for the hat but so that i could do stuff like this so this this pikachu right here this pikachu i'm had for my birthday, for my birthday, my grandma, she's a saint, okay? She's a veritable, veritable saint, okay? For my birthday, I asked my grandma that could knit and had taught me to knit before to make this little guy a little ash jacket, okay? Because since he's already wearing the hat, he might as well be able to wear the jacket as well. Make sure I put him the right way because having a backwards Pikachu doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, it, yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, there you go. There's there's Pikachu and all of his glory. There he is. Cute little guy. Yeah, so that's a Pikachu basically wearing his little jacket. And his ears, as you can see, were made so that he would be effectively wearing the hat. So that's why I got a second one. Because I think having little outfits and stuff, it's even got a little button. Um, Mono Pikachu is super cute. I think other people would love that too. And that's why I have it. Anyway, the other thing that I'm kind of collecting right now is... Is uh, there's small pins, right? So you were looking at my hat you saw two little pins one and two this one right here this one right here this one's a fat mew he's a mew he just happens to be really fat and chubby like Pooh Bear and this one is a fat Charizard he's still a Charizard he just happens to be fat now, Pokemon cards in general, sometimes they come out with figures and stuff like that in them and pins with, of which to collect. Um, but they're regularly just a regular depiction of, of a Pokemon either in mid-move doing some sort of athletic thing or something like that and or like he's, he's just regular. Other pin makers as to not... In, I don't know how close they can get or what now, what the legality of it is, but they take their own take on Pokemon in different ways. Sometimes they'll merge IPs, so it's effectively their own IP. Um, 
they um they so they make they make variations of the same pokemon um and this one he, this guy just happens to make them fat so that i thought that was like super cute and adorable because they're like super chubs right they're like super chubs they're not even like a little fat they're like Oh man, I just like went to In and Out and had four by fours for the last for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a whole month type of fat, you know? Like they don't give a hoot. They're just that chunky, right? Uh so yeah, that's 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 that. Um well thank you guys so so very much for basically joining me on my inaugural podcast on all sorts of stuff trading this has been your designated inquirer my name's axel and uh yeah i'll be i'll be signing out Ooh, i see band up thank you very much for the follow um i'm gonna hope to do this at least once a week we'll see um but yeah here's me signing off so i'm gonna just stop the recording all right but the show might go on. We'll see here. But yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and yeah.